Maintenance contracts are fixed contractual agreements for the service and support of a medical device. These can be referred to as service contracts, extended warranties, and other maintenance agreements that cover vendor labor, repair, preventative maintenance, parts, licensing, and technical support for that medical device. Maintenance contracts typically cover any expense necessary to maintain the original intended safety and function of the medical equipment or system. This can include both corrective maintenance and preventative maintenance activities. Maintenance contracts should not include contracts for equipment purchase, rental, or lease. They should not include contracts for consumables, supplies, or disposables, and they should not include contracts for clinical support, application support, or user training. If these items are contained in that maintenance agreement, the cost analysis becomes complex and the true cost of service can be clouded. I mentioned corrective maintenance, so let's dig deeper into what corrective maintenance means. So corrective maintenance, otherwise known as repair maintenance, are activities that return a device to its original working state after damage or failure. This covers costs for equipment repairs such as configurations, calibrations, adjustments, software updates and patches, replacement parts and vendor labor. Typically, corrective maintenance excludes, meaning it does not include, equipment replacement or additional equipment purchase. These are typically expenses that are covered through capital funding sources that are dedicated to acquiring depreciable assets. Maintenance contract expenses are funded through normal operating expenses. If, for some reason, these activities are bundled with maintenance agreements, meaning you have a maintenance agreement but it includes some sort of equipment replacement aspect to it, it could lead to inappropriate accounting practices because you need to depreciate certain assets. It could also lead to confusion around what the actual cost of service is, which could impact some of your benchmarking. If at all possible, these items should be decoupled from maintenance contracts. Something else that is not typically included in a maintenance contract is addition of new functionality, hardware upgrades, software version upgrades, or major reconditioning, remanufacturing, or refurbishment of the equipment. These activities are adding value and extending the life of the existing asset. Therefore, this is not normal operating expenses and should be typically funded from your capital funding sources. If these are bundled in a maintenance agreement, the same challenge exists as for equipment purchases being bundled in a maintenance agreement. It could lead to inappropriate accounting or confusion around the actual costs associated with your maintenance program. Maintenance agreements do not typically include major reconfiguration of a working device due to a change in the organization or in the clinical practice that utilizes that technology. This could be something such as a change in the facility infrastructure or a change in the IT integrations. Often these efforts end up being covered under the terms of a contract, but not always. If this effort is extensive and resource intensive, it may be billed above and beyond your maintenance contract activities. Examples of this might be if you need to change the primary DICOM PACS destination for all your imaging modalities due to a change in the hospital IT infrastructure. That could be a huge effort, and if you're relying on the vendor and hoping that that's covered under your maintenance agreement, you may end up actually having to pay charges above and beyond your normal maintenance agreement. 
Another example, changing the alarm trigger settings on 200 patient monitors due to a request from the hospital alarm management committee. Again, could be a huge effort, and if you're under a maintenance contract, that effort may not be covered under that maintenance agreement, and you may have to pay additional for that effort. Another example, a change in imaging protocol parameters on, say, 15 radiological systems due to a change in clinical preference of the radiologist. In other words, there's a clinical request to change how the system is configured, but there's nothing wrong with the system, therefore it's not fixing or repairing the system to its original state. So some of those efforts may not be covered under a maintenance agreement and may actually end up being additional expense. And one more thing that is typically not covered under a maintenance agreement would be equipment moves, relocations, installations, storage of equipment, deinstallation, and decommissioning. These may be covered if there is small work efforts involved or small expense involved around these activities. However, again, if that effort or that cost is extensive, it may be billed above and beyond your maintenance agreement. Now, let's talk about maintenance agreements, but let's talk specifically about preventative maintenance coverage. Preventative maintenance activities are routine service activities either required by the manufacturer or defined in the organization's medical equipment management program. This can include visual, functional, and applications inspections. Coverage can include vendor labor, routine parts defined in the preventative maintenance procedures, or minor repairs discovered during the routine inspection. But note, the manufacturer, otherwise known as the Original Equipment Manufacturer, or OEM, must follow their published procedures when it comes to all their maintenance activities, and that also applies to preventative maintenance activities. So if you have preventative maintenance coverage as part of your maintenance agreement, and you're requiring the manufacturer to provide additional services above and beyond their normal preventative maintenance, those may not be included in that and may be additional cost. This would include certain quality checks that are required by the hospital's medical equipment management program but aren't defined under the OEM procedures. This could also include quality checks or inspections associated with certain specialty accreditations. So if the accrediting body requires a certain inspection every six months, whereas the OEM procedures only require preventative maintenance every 12 months, that additional six-month inspection would be excluded likely from that contract. And if that is something that the manufacturer is able to do, they would likely charge extra or have that being an added option onto that contract. Something else that is typically excluded from preventative maintenance coverage are routine end-user functions such as daily or weekly quality checks or other non-service inspections. Some of these activities are not considered part of the preventative maintenance and are considered user maintenance. Usually these activities are found in the operator's manual, whereas preventative maintenance procedures are found in the service manual. And one rule of thumb is that if you need a screwdriver, it is likely not an end-user task, but that is not always the case. Sometimes these activities are not clearly divided and additional documentation is required from the OEM to clarify. Some examples of exclusions are daily quality checks for a CT scanner or daily linear accelerator warm-ups or weekly cleaning and flushing of water reservoirs and perfusion equipment. Preventative maintenance agreements may include certain routine service parts, but typically they do not include patient cables, leads, probes, patches, cuffs, or catheters. 
Even if these are not disposable versions, they are usually considered more of a supply than a service part. These are generally removable, interchangeable, and wear and tear well before the device does. An analogy would be if you break an attachment on a vacuum cleaner, you would buy a replacement of that attachment. You wouldn't take it in for service. Also typically excluded from preventative maintenance coverage are other consumables, clinical supplies, disposables, positioning foams and wedges, mattresses and pads. These are either disposable or have a tendency to require replacement very frequently. They also tend to be high risk for damage or being soiled beyond recovery. One more item that's not typically covered under preventative maintenance agreements is any cosmetic damage that doesn't interfere with the function and safety of the device. If it is purely cosmetic, it is typically not covered under a preventative maintenance agreement. Maintenance contracts are fixed contractual agreements for the service and support of a medical device that cover vendor labor, repair, preventative maintenance, parts, licensing, and technical support for that medical device. Maintenance contracts typically cover any expense necessary to maintain the original intended safety and function of the medical equipment or system. This can include both corrective maintenance and preventative maintenance activities.